Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jantz, and my guest today is Dean Jackson. He is an information marketer who focuses really a great deal of his time helping real estate agents build their businesses, and he's made a pretty nice living over the years publishing what could only be called underground bestsellers in a number of areas. Um, Along the way, he's also developed a very unique view of how to attract buyers, and that's really what we're going to talk about today because I think it applies to uh, every kind of business, every industry, uh, and I really uh, will, first off, Dean, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. So you um, you and I spent some time, we're in a group, uh, a kind of a mastermind group um, together, and you and I spent some time uh, actually over the last six months, twice, I think, and uh, yeah, in both right. of those instances, you kind of shared uh, an, an idea, but you sh- you really have such a great story <laughs> in how to present the idea that, that I thought right. that it would be really uh, cool if you'd just come on and kind of tell that same story that you shared w- with me and, and with the group, um, um, and I'm sure you've shared it on your... You, you, you do a podcast with Joe Polish, uh, I Love Marketing. I, I suspect you guys have probably shared it there as well. Um, but uh, I think it would be great if I just let you kind of go for a minute and tell us that story. Well, that's great. I appreciate it because, you know, every time I uh, – this is really kind of new to articulating it. It's something that really I've been developing for for years. And like you, John, you know, I've been a huge observer of human behavior, especially when it relates to marketing. And so I'm going to I'm going to share a couple of examples of how what led me to this realization and then I'll kind of tell you the the whole concept, but one of the things that I've really noticed and you mentioned that I spend a lot of time focusing on helping real estate agents make more money. So I've really kind of focused on the the dynamic of what makes people make either a buying or a selling decision and how they choose their their real estate agent. And I don't know if you've noticed, and I'm sure your listeners have noticed, that the real estate industry especially is very sort of personal promotion oriented. It's a kind of thing where you uh, people are very con- concerned about getting their name out there. And you see all these, you know, full glamour shot pictures of real estate agents when they send out postcards. And so I've been. Yeah, really... I actually, I, I actually, <laughs> I actually saw a sign the other day that was a full life-size cutout of a guy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Isn't that funny? I mean, and that's the thing. It's like so. Um, it, it's so focused on on me, me, me. You know, yeah, you got to yeah, yeah. get your uh, get your name out there, and it's not unlike any business. Every business that you see that does the same thing, where they talk about themselves and they talk about their um, they talk about their uh, business and, and all their experience, and it's really kind of me focused. And what I've really observed is that when you start to take yourself out of this equation and you start to really focus on your on your prospects on what they're really looking for and what they're interested in it becomes almost effortless to to get them to respond so i'll share a couple of examples one of the examples i shared with you in in uh in phoenix when we were together that um, one of the things that I do is um, a lot of postcard marketing for real estate agents, and there's a company in Florida who does all of the uh, all the postcard mailings for me, and they have um, access to all of the MLS uh, data that comes through uh, the all the different MLS organizations. So when a new property comes on the market, let's say you're a real estate agent, John, you get a new listing today. 
tonight, that all that data will be downloaded into their system, and they'll have uh, they'll know that you got that new listing. They'll have all the pictures, all the property data, all that stuff, and they've created a system that can on the fly create wonderful postcards for you to mail out a, a single property website, all kinds of cool tools for you that are already loaded with your picture and stuff. So one of the things that they were doing in promoting this was sending out a, an, an email to people when they, when they get that new listing. So you, if you were that agent and you listed a property, you'd get an email tomorrow that said, congratulations on your new listing. And then you would open up the email and it would say it would have, um, you know, a beautiful HTML email with the logo of the company. And it was, you know, saying how uh, they're the leaders in this, uh, you know, in, in postcard marketing. And and we've got you know, we can help you sell your listing. And they were they were mailing out, um, you know, testing, split testing, three different emails that were averaging about a three to five percent click through rate, meaning that people would see the email and click through to the website to to come and and, uh, and visit. So now I had been kind of experimenting with this idea that I've been developing, and so I they asked, what would you do to improve the the open rate or the click through rate of these emails. And so I wrote them just a short email and the subject line of the email was the address of your new listing. So if you just listed 22 Greystone, the subject line would say 22 Greystone. Now tell me what real estate agent, if they got an email that just had 22 Greystone in the subject line, wouldn't at least open that email because they're excited about that new listing, right? Right. Well, who's going to send an email like that, but maybe a potential buyer. Could be a potential fire, right? <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so we, I wrote just a short text email, no, mm-hmm. uh, no HTML, anything like that. It just said, uh, "Hi, John. I put together some marketing ideas for Twenty Two Greystone. Take a look and let me know what you think." Dean, and we put the name of the the person who sent in the email. But when when that email went out. Over 30% of the people who got that email clicked through to the website. Now, you know, you're, I'm ta- that's a, a huge, you know, that's a 10 times or, or uh, six times at least uh, jump in the response in people going to the, the page. And when they get there, they'd see all of these things that were already done with, with their picture, with their uh, the picture of their new listing, and it was easy for them to then make a decision that this would be something that I would like to do for this listing. And so, you know, the, the thing that I learned there is that in that email, there was zero indication that this email had any sort of commercial intent initially. It's not about us, not about the, the company sending the postcards. It wasn't about anything about what what our intention was. It was all about what they're thinking about. I mean, if you get that new listing, John, you're excited about it. You know, you're, you're thinking about it. You're already sort of uh, counting that commission by then because you realize, oh, yeah, I've got this. If I just get this sold, I'm going to make this much money. And so what you're looking for or you're open to are marketing ideas. So when I say I put together some marketing ideas for you, 
for 22 Greystone. Take a look and let me know what you think. That was a, a huge increase. Now, that was sort of the first gelling lesson of this. Now, the same company, they also did birthday marketing for restaurants and spas around a um, around uh, your restaurant. They can have the database, the whole feed of everybody in the country with all the all the data to tell you when their birthdays are and how much money they make and all that stuff. You can choose to market to people in a certain age group who make a certain amount of money and invite them to come to your restaurant for uh, for to celebrate their birthday. So they would send out these cards and have, uh, you know, offer a gift card and they, people would go to a, a Pearl, a personalized URL to download their gift card. And they would do this with all kinds of restaurants. And the, uh, you know, the, 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 big thing that they would do to um, to find those uh, restaurants was that they would they had lists of restaurants and they would would um, do some email marketing to them they had a list of, of emails from a distributor who gave them this uh, list or 3600 people on that list and they sent out an email same kind of uh, concept as what they were sending with the other uh, postcards they would send out an email that said, we'll fill your empty tables. And then you open up the email. It's a beautiful HTML email with statistics about what the Restaurant Association says about how many people celebrate their birthday in a restaurant with four to six people or more and uh, how they can help you accomplish this and reach those people. It was all sort of putting the message right there in the email. And so they sent that out and John, when they sent it out, they got zero people to click through to the website. Wow. Which, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, they were, I mean they at least somebody bored of, would click through, you know, you would think. Right, you'd think, <laughs> right? But they were, they were thinking then, okay, well, this probably is going to the wrong person. It's probably not going to the restaurant owner. It's probably not going, you know, maybe going to the, the front desk or it may be uh, an old bad email. And uh, so I said, well, you know, before you uh, give up on that, let's try a little, let's try another approach. Because immediately when I saw it, I knew what, what was going on there. And so I said, why don't we send out an email like this? We'll just put the name of the restaurant in the subject line. I think, I think you're probably sensing a pattern here, yep, Sean. Yep, We're putting yep, yep. something of self, uh, self-interest in yeah. the subject line. Then the body of the email just asked a simple question. Let's say your your restaurant was Dominic's. So we put Dominic's in the subject line, and then we'd say to you, um, hi, does Dominic do birthday parties? Jim, that was it. Does Dominic's do birthday parties? Jim. Now, when they sent out that email, and I, I sort of told them, I said, now, let's just send out a couple of hundred of these and see what, what happens, because I had already kind of planned out the idea that we would follow up with the people who, who responded. But they sent them all out anyway, and, John, over 800 people replied to that email. Not opened it, not clicked through, but replied to the email and said, yes, we do birthday parties. And they're trying to now... They're, they're approaching it like they're saying, well, tell me about your birthday party. How many people are you having? Or we've got, you know, now they're selling their restaurant to us, which was very interesting because the, the, that was the cementing 
um, thought that I had. That was the evidence that I needed to really unify this theory that I had. And so the idea that I got from that, which was crystal clear now, is that on every level, every person in every business is 100% authorized to bring money into a business. But if there is anything that involves taking money out of the business, that requires approvals and it has to go. There's probably only one or two people who are authorized to take money out of the business. And it, so it, consequently, other, you know, most employees in businesses like that are sort of protective and want to shield their, their bosses from having to spend money. So they don't, you know, they kind of ignore that or it's not my department or, or make the decision that we're not interested in that. But everybody can get behind the idea of bringing money into the business. And so there's been so many different ways of, of doing this. Like when I mentioned to you about the, uh, hey, John, I put together some marketing ideas for 22 Greystone. Take a look and let me know what you think. That is really uh, exactly the same psychology at work. And I really started thinking about this. And I read an article about why mice are used in, in testing for things because they are so similar genetically to, to humans. Their brains are very similar and respond at 85 or 90% the same as human brains, except, of course, they're much smaller. And when I really started thinking about that, I, I realized that, you know, mice are pretty simple, and they come pre-programmed with two prime directives. And those prime directives are, number one, get cheese, and number two, avoid cats. And those two things are the primary drivers of every mouse. And, and I think that that is really what our human brains are exactly the same way. We're just kind of layered with some more cognitive levels on top of it. But deep down inside, the same is true. We're, we're some completely wired to get cheese and avoid cats. It's the whole pain and pleasure idea. That, that, that's the motivator for us. And the more that you can give people the cheese without any hint of the cat, the more responsive they are. You know, when you look at the, the whole idea of thinking more like not, not trying to put so much pressure on one message to make an entire sale, but to engage somebody in a dialogue where you can move towards the sale rather than than having it all that pressure on that one message does that make sense yeah you know it makes total sense let me ask you one question that some people might be um, thinking is do you run the risk like, like in your examples you know 800 people or i think you said 800 people responded i'm certain some was there some of those people that felt a little duped you know, because obviously you're going well, to turn around and you are going to offer them something that's going to be of value. But but did you show up as cheese? And I mean, were you basically just a cat in a cheese costume? Well, I, I think that here's the thing that you have to be um, you have to have a a product or a service that is really going to make somebody's situation better. Now, if you've got something where 
you know that if they only would invest in this, that they would get a a big return on that. That and and and, and you know, shame on you as a business owner if you don't have something right. that but will you be feel like a, that, a, you know. Right? A, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's got to be the that's got to be the primary thing. So if you have that as a prerequisite, now you know, typically people who were were sending out these uh, these birthday cards would be able to get lots of people to come to their yep. um, to their restaurants and get a great return on that investment. So if you think about a prerequisite to somebody doing a, a birthday mailing or to do whatever your business is. If you think, especially if you're doing a business to business type of situation where somebody's going to get a, uh, you know, they're investing money in your product or service in the hopes of making more money than they've invested. If you've got that in place, uh, let's use this birthday uh, example that, the prerequisite for that is that they actually do accommodate birthday parties. Right. So by asking somebody that question, you're starting the you're starting the dialogue at the lowest common denominator. I mean, you're starting it with the at the outer edge at the outer edges of the the bullseye. If you want to look at it as like a you know the the target there, you're starting at the outer edges, and you have to be prepared. And almost think like a chess master. You know, you have to think two or three moves ahead and know how this is going to to relate. So, um, I'll, you know, I'll share with you how that how that kind of progressed in that situation. Well, let me let example. me yeah, let me add it because I was going to ask you that. You know, what was the follow up? Um, but but I mm-hmm. think one of the things you're really getting at here too is in a lot of cases, as you said, if you know you have something of value, I mean that's that's. You know, trick number one, but I'm sure a lot of people have gone out there and walked into doors where they could have said, hey, all I'm here to do today is give you $100. And the person, you know, immediately says, nope, we're not buying. <laughs> you know, we, no, whatever you're right. selling, yeah, we're yeah. not buying, right? You know, and so, so sometimes you have to actually get that guard to come down enough for them to actually realize uh, that, that this is in their best interest. Because I think a lot of people are sort of programmed i've done it myself over the years of you know if, if you think somebody's trying to sell you something i don't you don't even give them the chance to to sort of get that education to you because you just you know pre-programmed no thanks yeah you're absolutely right and and some people are just like that some mm-hmm. people are those people who just never trust anybody and and uh in a lot of ways john you may be better off without those type of people sometimes, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So, focusing so, on the, because there's well, lots right. of people who are, who are at least in neutral, Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, you're going to find some people are in, in drive and they, they're open and will do anything. Some people are in neutral. Some people are in reverse right out of the gate. They're right. backing up. They right. don't even want to, to hear about it, you know? So, so tell me if I'm, Sent you back a reply. Say, yeah, sure, we do birthday parties. Uh, what you know? What do you need? What What did that person then get? Perfect. Yeah. So then they would get an email back that said, "Perfect. I've been working with Roy's Restaurant in Sarasota on some birthday marketing, and I'm looking for somebody to work with in Phoenix. Could you accommodate five or six birthday parties next month?" That was the second message. So we're just now engaging we're acknowledging i've told you what i've been doing here's you know could you accommodate five or six birthday parties next month that we're still talking about the same situation i've set an expectation for you i've told you uh sort of what i've been doing 
And if you would reply, you know, yeah, we could accommodate five or six birthday parties. Because at this point, even at the very least, some people are, are open and ready to go. Again, some people are neutral and they're able, you know, willing to um, at least go forward in that regard and say, oh, yeah, we could accommodate five or six birthday parties. Then we would send them a, a video that showed them everything that we've been doing with, with Roy's restaurant and suggested that we would – um, you know, take a look at, at this. Here's here's exactly what we've been doing with uh, with Roy's. I'll, I'll call you a little bit later this afternoon, and that would be the start of it. You know, because now in that video we show exactly how it all works, exactly what we did with testimonials from other restaurants that have done this and had success with it. And then the invitation would go out saying to people, uh, listen, you know, John, we're, we're um, just sending out our cards for September this week. And uh, what I'd love to do is do a little test with you. And again, using these words where everybody, you know, typically people, they would like to go in and get somebody to commit to a six-month program at $500 a month, be a $3,000 commitment. But a lot of times people are very sort of, uh, they'd be much more comfortable starting with a little test. So if, if you embrace that and realize that that's what people uh, want to do, if I went to you and said, John, what I'd like to do is just do a little test with you. We can mail to people who are having birthdays within, within two miles of your restaurant um, for September. We can do 200 people. It's $199 for the test, and if you don't double your, your money, then we'll give you your, your money back. And that is a very accommodating offer. I mean, it's some, you know, if, you, if they've got a marketing budget, if they're spending money on things to, to promote the restaurant anyway, they're probably, you know, here's at least an opportunity where the worst thing that's going to happen is that they're, they're going to get their money back, you know? Yeah, so I mean, and, and and if you follow that path, and that's what I think is important, because a lot, of, you know, some people out there might be saying, "Well, I'm not a realtor, or I'm not a restaurant," or, um, and and what you have to do is kind of hone in on the path. In a way, you know, what you did with that first email is you you really you you not only brought their guard down, but you qualified them. I mean, if the if the response yeah. back was, "No, we don't do birthday parties," well, gosh, why would we be wasting time on them? Um, if this, right. the next response was, "Well, gosh." We really don't, you know, we can only do one a month or something. I mean, again, I can't imagine too many right. people would say that, but, you know, right, again, exactly. it, again it's, yeah. it's it's qualifying them in a way that, that's that's really very friendly both to them and, and uh, certainly to, to your business. Um, this idea then yeah. of, of then having a very, hey, let's start small, let's do a test, you risk nothing. I mean, uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if you uh, want to share kind of results on it, but it Ultimately, but I mean, I think that's what people have to look at is when they start trying to think, well, how would I apply that? It's really it's it's sort of the method behind it uh, that I think is is important. Yeah. And, and maybe I maybe maybe if you want to recap that uh, or if there's anything I left out to the thinking on that, uh, please share. No, I mean, you, you're absolutely right. And that the you know, the idea is that most of the time, John, people want to when they're sharing results. They want to overstate. They want to shine the apple as much as possible, and they and they spout what the the best results are. So you know there are people that get ten times the the money that they spend on things. But if you really look at it, is 
why set that level of expectation when that's maybe not what even people would expect? We had a whole conversation about this, and, and I thought, you know, what would be the sort of a reasonable expectation for somebody to try something new, even just to see if it's, if it's a viable media for them? If, if they were to at least, if they were to double their money on the test, that would be sort of encouraging enough to get them to to try it on a full scale for the next month. And typically, you know, you get into a situation where if you set the bar low that somebody's going to double their money, if they triple or four or five times their money, they're very excited about that because you, you didn't even set the expectation that high. But if you go in showing people and, and setting their expectation of ten times their money, and they only get five times their money. It feels like they didn't get as big yeah, a response. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was, it's, it was it's still a home run. It was that. still a home run, but but it did it didn't meet their expect or you know the expectation you had set. So, yeah, right, I, yeah. exactly. I used to always tell that uh, so, when when I had deadlines on people, I would you know, and they'd say, you know, can you can you get it there? You know, when can you get it to me? I'd always say, well, Friday, and then delivered on Thursday, and you know, you were here, right? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and that's, that's the thing, John, is really is – I love that you said being a hero because that's really – that's what it is about. It's like, you, you know, you're coming – you have to take that position of being an advocate for them, you know, of really being somebody who only has their best interests at heart, that you're, you're, you're protecting their position in this. And you know that in any kind of commercial um, engagement, there's always somebody who's being asked to take on – the risk, you know? Yeah. And, and so I, I think that it's such an advantage if you focus all of your time on on developing the service that you offer or developing your product so that it actually gets the very best outcome for for your prospects. That makes the marketing so much easier. Now, the danger of sharing concepts like this because they're so powerful that they work in all kinds of situations that you can often, um, just like you, I think you used the word duped, that you just, yeah, sometimes yeah, people yeah. like, you could maybe dupe somebody into trying something, but your product is a letdown. Yeah. And that's really, that, that's not a long-term sustainable, um, sustainable thing. The very best mindset that you can have when you're, especially in a business-to-business situation, if you are, um, you know, marketing something that's going to help somebody make more make more money the the best situation the best idea that you can use to develop your service is to ask yourself the question what would i do if i only got paid if they get the result and that's a different kind of place to come from you know you really if because no matter what whether you do that or not <laughs> whether you're actually that's your offer that you actually take it on yourself to to be so committed to what you do that you can only get paid when you get the the result for somebody whether you do that or not that really sets the stage for for how you're able to market what it is you do with total conviction you know yeah absolutely um hey dean is there a uh, um a place you'd want to send some folks to uh, where we're, we're 
quickly running out of time. Uh, yeah, and, absolutely. And so I'd love it if you'd uh, if there's a place you want to share where people can find out more about what you're up to and more more smart, more ideas like this. Yeah, well, my my favorite place is my among my favorite podcasts, along with the Duct Tape Marketing <laughs> Podcast, is the I Love Marketing Podcast at ilovemarketing.com and on iTunes. And there's an episode. Um, I'm not sure exactly what episode it is, but I think it's in the in the 20s, episode 20 something. There's an episode called the one uh, with more cheese and less whiskers. That's the episode where I go, uh, you know, for a full hour deeper about this concept. And uh, we do lots of great things. We have lots of cool guests, including John Jantz, who we just had on right, talking about the world. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, and and I think to really kind of in closing, um, this isn't a tactic so much as it's a mindset. I think, and and I You're think right. that that that's how people should look at it because I think once you. Once you get that idea of a mindset, you can replicate it. You can start thinking. You, you, you and I have a, a common friend, um, th- uh, oh, uh, Dan Sullivan. Oh. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what that was. Dan Sullivan, that, that you said, you know, a- actually just internalize this to the point where they just start asking themselves, you know, is this whisker free or, you know, or is this starting to look yeah. like a cat? And, and it really well, he, does. He coined, uh, yeah, he coined the phrase, you know, on all their marketing materials, they did a cheese audit. Yeah, yeah. And they look through it, and on one side it's cheese, the other side is whiskers, and they, uh, you know, internally it's great because they just use that shorthand of, well, yeah, there's some yeah. whiskers right there. Yeah, and 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 that, the cool thing about that is then you can start applying it uh, over and over again in every situation once you kind of adopt that yeah. that mindset. And, and and I totally agree with you on the, the results uh, piece as well. I, th- I think if nothing else, it, it would challenge you to to say gosh we can make this better or we can document this mm-hmm. better or we can we can give better tools with this product whatever it is I, I think there's no question that that you know challenging yourself with that certainly is going to make you uh, think big, think bigger and think better about what you're producing yeah so Dean thanks awesome. so much for joining me it's I love marketing dot com and uh, Dean Jackson dot com to, to find out lots of great stuff and Dean actually has a uh, a nice little newsletter that he puts out as well so Dean thanks so much for joining Perfect. me and uh, you know stay whisker free man <laughs> thanks Chuck.